this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. of Geekadores. I'm Rick. We've got Joey and a special guest today, friend of the show, Kenton Jones. How are you doing, Kenton? Very well, thank you. So people may be asking, who is this Kenton Jones? Well, we're going to let you figure that on your own, but we... <laughs> <laughs> it will remain a mystery. <laughs> we have Kenton today. Is that why he's um, wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah. No, we don't even know who he is. We just know his name, or is it his real name? Uh, <laughs> so Kenton's here because we've all seen the Thor movie and we just kind of want to give our thoughts and a review and just a uh, disclaimer, this podcast will be full spoilers of the movie, so Absolutely. if you haven't watched it. Thor Ragnarok, by the way, you can't just say there are three Thor movies. Ragnarok. Sorry, Thor Ragnarok. Just saying. Some major spoilers. Well, it's going to be major spoilers for all movies. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're going uh, unhinged here. All right. We're not going to hold Deep back dive. anything. Deep yep. dive. So just so anybody who's new to the podcast, uh, usually it's just Joey and myself and we just talk um, geeky stuff, whether it's comic books, movies, video games, whatever we think of uh, talking about that week. But today will be a special episode with our review of Thor Ragnarok. There you go, Joey. I said the freaking name. Uh, all right. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> just a heads up, too. Um, we will not be having El Gigador doing his news report today because I've been sick the last two days and didn't give him a heads up. And he got all upset saying something about, you know, that uh, he needs more of a heads up. He needs more prep time? I yes. guess he needs more prep time. He told me to call his people next time. I'm like, I don't think he has any people. So... <laughs> And with that, we'll just, you know, we'll contact Bill. He's his own people. That's stupid. Being your own people, that's stupid. I'm going to cut him off the the freaking podcast if he doesn't stop this shit already. All right, so Thor Ragnarok, guys. We all saw it last week. Um, Where do you want to start? With the real hero of the show, Korg the Cronin. Well, <laughs> all right. Maybe we should get into a little bit of an explanation of this movie. I don't know if you want to go ahead. And it's just full do that. spoilers, though. So if they're listening, you would think they'd at least have seen it or have read about it. All right, but yeah, just give us a little enough. quick synopsis. All right, all right. Uh, Thor and Loki uh, go on the search for Odin because uh, Thor realizes that Loki was pretending to be Odin. Uh, they find Odin, and he passes away because he's really old. And can I say, can I say that uh, that Loki's Odin, um, whatever you want to call it, his impersonation of Odin was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I mean, how obvious could he have been? What the giant, the giant statue of Loki, and the uh... sitting back being fed grapes. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying this. What does that say about the rest of the Asgardians? Yeah, no kidding. There's a bunch true. of dumbasses. Thor figures it out. Like, I mean, look, who, look yeah. who they had replaced Heimdall. They had a Scourge. No, they had Scourge replacing Heimdall, and that dude wasn't even paying attention to his job. So clearly, no one really cared at that point. And uh, although the, they, down, the downfall of Asgardian society, really, they I would, although they did do a good job casting the. Uh, the uh, story of the fall, the death of Loki uh, uh, play. <laughs> that was hysterical. And uh, okay, so so if you see the movie, you know that when when Thor finally f- well, finds Odin uh, slash Loki, 
And uh, it comes back to Asgard. Yes, and they're watching a play showing, basically recapping the death of Loki from Thor: The Dark World. Right. And uh, and it's clearly slanted to make Loki as heroic as as Loki's possible. dying dramatically in Thor's arms. And and the big gag is that when they show the the characters' faces, you realize Matt Damon is playing Loki, which is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, I found out after the fact that Luke Hemsworth. Is playing is playing uh, Thor. The up to this point unmentioned, unnamed uh, Hemsworth brother. <laughs> yes, and uh, and Sam Neill was playing Odin, and uh, that's that's what I loved. I remember when sitting in the theater because Joey and I went to go see it together, and I'm like, "Is that Sam Neill?" And I was going to turn to you, and I'm like, "Yeah." I did I'm... not pick up on that. I only picked up on on uh, on Matt Damon, and I like to think <laughs> it hasn't been clarified, but I like to think that Loki actually got them the actors from Earth. To Asgard to play it, to this somehow play. somehow uh, we're, we're, we're we're making that official canon here. <laughs> I, I like somehow open the Bifrost for uh, yes. for Matt. I mean, come on, they're getting paid for a gig. It's like it's like when actors go to Japan to film crazy crazy commercials. I like to think that's the case here, where they got paid and they just ended ended up on Asgard doing this play for uh, Odin Loki. Odin Loki, yes, nice. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the story is Thor realizes this is all a farce. They go, to, they go to Earth where Odin is, and they track him down, and he dies. And because he died, his, uh, his uh, uh, firstborn, uh, his daughter Hela, uh, the goddess of death... Uh, Which was, is revealed in the movie that his firstborn is not Thor. No. Right. But it is Cate Blanchett as, uh, as Hela, or as I like to call her, Gothadriel. Gothadriel. Nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she's freed, and she immediately breaks Mjolnir because she's super powerful... Uh, and, and kind of awesome. I mean, she's probably my favorite evil witch in the Disney universe now. Uh, <laughs> Good point. And and uh, Loki. She's kind of got the Maleficent headdress going right? on. And yeah, right. Okay, I can see that. All right. That's... So so Loki immediately tries to bug out that's back nice. to uh, back to Asgard, and uh, along the way, Hela chases them, and they end up falling out of the uh, of the uh, the wormhole. I guess it's not really the Rainbow Bridge. It's it's like, it's like the Bifrost wormhole yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, they fall out and they end up on the trash planet of Sakaar, where uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's uh, Grandmaster uh, kind of rules over everybody and uh, holds gladiatorial games. And uh, one of the first characters that Thor meets as a gladiator is, uh, is a rock monster, a Cronin, named Korg. All right, and that leads us to what you said earlier. Yeah, yes. about Korg being the most important character. <laughs> yes, yes, he's clearly the hero of this whole movie. <laughs> and uh, his voice by the uh, the director, Taika Waititi, and he's and, and that and right there, that's what makes it funny because you've got the big, giant rock monster and he's got the little, high-pitched New Zealand Kiwi accent. And that's the thing. I had mentioned to you that I thought it was... Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays the manager. Oh, in uh, uh, Rice Darby. It sounds a lot like him. Rice Darby? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, for the longest time until I talked to you, I'm sitting there it's like, man, that guy's really doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> but and no, it's no, the director. It's, it's the director. Only to find out, because you told me, that they're both from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So that's his natural accent, only, you know, like more foppish and high-pitched and it's hilarious because you don't expect that coming out of this character and you don't expect it to be super friendly also well yeah because didn't thor beat up uh, I, I don't know if that was supposed to be core well, like, well, one, one of, of his, his kinsmen uh, in at the, a, at the in beginning the, of dark world right? yes yeah he blows him apart with mjolder in one hit just 
just completely annihilates right. him. And here, Korg is like, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, I am a giant rock monster. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm quite gentle. And, well, his, that's, and that's, his buddy is a grub. That's meat. the thing. It's like, because if anybody knows the whole, um, what's that storyline? Uh, Planet Hulk. Right. And you meet that character. That is not the voice I had in my head when I was no. reading the comic. It's just so out there that at first I'm just, I had to do a double take. I'm like, really? That's the voice they went with? And but he, in the end, it works out perfectly. And the personality, like he's he's the leader of the revolution and the first revolution he tried failed because he didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I was going to bring up the point that that's, that's right in line though with, what's his name, Taika Watiti's? Yeah. His sensibilities and his sense of humor. If you look back at... Uh, and what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind movie. of turning, kind of turning that around on itself. Still have yet to see that movie. Oh, it's oh, so it's good. Hysterical. It just, it, it's a total. It's a spinal. It's basically spinal tap for vampires. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of turns everything up on its head, and and what you would expect out of these characters is yeah. exactly the opposite of what you get. So. Uh, I think that's right in line with that, that New Zealand accent and, and how I, friendly he is. <laughs> I also want to say there's a real subtle joke. Well, I, it could be unsubtle. Maybe I just didn't pick up on it at the, at the time. But uh, when Korg introduces himself, he says he's a rock monster and he's not really a threat to anyone because he's gentle. It's like unless you're scissors. Um, the whole, and, and, he, and he even mentions the rock, paper, scissors joke. Through the course of the movie, at the end, he accidentally steps on his buddy Meek, who's a, oh a grub God. with uh, knife hands, and he kind of does the whole scissors thing. So uh, someone pointed out this out to me, and I, and I thought it was a brilliant theory, is that Korg thinks he kills Meek, rock beating scissors. Right. Korg failed his first revolution because he didn't make enough pamphlets. Paper, paper. beats rock. Oh, very, very subtle, right long form joke oh in the God. movie. And I thought that was, they had to have done that on purpose because it's really funny if they did. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah. And if they didn't, that would be even, you know, even funnier because I think, <laughs> oh my God. So this whole movie, what I think is um, interesting is the fact that first Thor movie, regular Marvel movie, you know, it's got its dramatic parts, it's got its humor it's and all that stuff. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh, so you know it's going to be all serious well it wasn't mostly yeah the first one wasn't really that serious it was still when he uh, comes to earth it turns into kind of like a comedy his interaction keeps getting hit by the car right just random stuff like that so throwing throwing mugs right for so for me that was very much in line with how all the marvel movies are and then for the second movie they went they went all dc and turned it like super dark dark. and i'm just like and it didn't work it didn't work for the movie even the the way the colors and everything just seems so like just dull could not have been a bigger contrast to this right. movie. Yeah. And then this movie, even the director said that he wasn't making uh, Thor 3, he was making Thor Ragnarok. It's its own thing. And it goes completely from being, um, you know, a regular Marvel movie, super dark, to its own thing where it's just super hilarious. It's a comedy, yeah. if you yeah. think about it. It's, it's like they set out to out Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they saw that that worked. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? I mean, it was, it was perfect. Especially because you're taking this kind of this out of the world out of this galaxy kind of story and that's the only way you can go with them I mean, you can't do the realistic stuff like they did with Iron Man 1 and and, right. and you know even Winter Soldier and all these things that are a little bit more kind of real world based I mean they had to swing for the fences on this and just and just go all out and, and just weird 
on it, and I think and, it worked. And you know they're doubling down on the weird when they're playing Willy Wonka music. Oh, that was hysterical. Uh, oh, that at, was at one of my point. favorite scenes. Oh, my God. They even have the colors flashing yeah. on his face. Like, oh, it was great. But the end, when he starts tripping out and starts screaming, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, what's he looking at? And then all of a sudden they just show him in the room full of people, and everyone's just like looking and was like, why are you screaming? It's, it's brilliant. And, and another, I think, brilliant part was just uh, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster was he's so insane that it's just, it's hilarious. It's Perfect really casting. Funny. And I always point this part out is when he's explaining stuff and he just lets it drop. Like he's like, well, uh, on any other planet, I'd uh, be one or two million years old. And then he just leaves it there, and everyone expects him to to you, do something. To say something else. You had mentioned uh, like the day after the movie. You're like, oh my god, the Grandmaster is like the David S. Pumpkins of the Marvel universe. Yeah, just, there's so many questions. He says all these things and gives you no answers. <laughs> and like he ran, he just starts randomly playing. What was he DJing at one point? Yes, he's just <laughs> randomly doing stuff. One, one of my favorite lines is near the end where. Um, <clears throat> Everybody escapes, and or what was it? Yeah, Thor escapes, and they get Loki and um, Valkyrie to come in, telling him it's like, well, you guys messed up. You got to go get Thor. But before that happens, his what would uh, you say? Topaz. Topaz is right. His henchwoman. Henchwoman, whatever, gives him the uh, melting oh, yeah, stick. Yeah, melting stick. <laughs> and he just looks at her. It's like, what? Why? Why I are don't you? Need the melting stick. I, this isn't that serious. Why are you giving me the melting stick? I'm just like. And, and it's, a, it's even funnier because it's a callback to where uh, it, it, when you first, one of the earliest scenes when you meet the Grandmasters, he's like, I pardon you, you know, to death. And he hits him with a melting <laughs> stick and he immediately starts complaining because now the melted guy's ooze is on oh, his shoes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. That, there's just so many great parts to this movie. It's just so ridiculous. I can't even imagine because before um, the movie came out, and you were saying, Joey, that in the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I guess uh, screener that they yeah. did it was actually an hour and a half long and oh. then there was such good reaction that they just threw Add all these more stuff and all it was this... mostly just gags that yeah. they threw back in which said 40 minutes worth of extra gags that, that, that were on the cutting room floor that put back in right <laughs> which totally makes the movie oh yeah absolutely yeah. this is totally an action comedy rather than a superhero movie right it's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> you got yes. Thor and, 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 and Hulk, Hulk right there. Oh, I have to say, my favorite long form joke in the in the whole movie was uh, when they have Loki tied up after they they recapture him, and they're trying to figure out what to do with him. And Thor's trying to explain. Uh, they're talking about how Thor, Loki is going to betray him, and he starts telling a story about how like uh, uh, when they were kids. It's like, and it's like, and Loki, yeah, he turned himself into a snake, and he knows I love snakes, so I go to pick him up. And Loki <laughs> turned back into a, his normal self, and oh, it's me, and he stabbed me. It's like, we were eight at the time. And, just, <laughs> just, just, and in, in the background, they show Loki smiling right. at the recollection of that story. And it's really funny, because of the way he tells it, and the delivery, and the reaction of everybody there. And well, it's just... the, the director, he was talking about, in this one interview, he's just like, I'm sorry, but uh, Chris Hemsworth has... He, he should be a comedic actor because he's just so He's good got comic it. chops, yeah. Yeah, so like, like... Like the short. Uh, what was it uh, during uh, Captain America Civil War, what Thor was doing? Yeah, everyone was wondering where Thor was. So they made these shorts where he's oh, yeah. he's living with his roommate. Is it Greg? Or... Uh, I thought it was Darren. Darren, maybe? In, in I, Australia? I, yeah, so it's just... But they've said that it's official canon. That's actually what, <laughs> that's part of what he was doing. And I'm just like... Oh... <laughs> 
they should really uh, cameo if they if they make another uh, Thor movie and it just goes in this you know this comedic route again. They should really bring in his roommate just. It's a quick just, cameo. Just, just that's, why, that's why Thor and Jane Foster broke up. Is because he's really just a deadbeat when he's not saving the galaxy. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. They, did, they, didn't, they didn't really explain, but he just goes, I, I broke up with her. She did not break up with me. <laughs> yeah. I broke up with her. And that's all they leave it as, and it's hilarious. And they, they really did a lot of this movie to give everybody comedic moments. Like uh, when they run into Doctor Strange, how he's constantly randomly teleporting... Uh, oh. Thor all over the place, and Loki when he finally shows up, it's like I've been, been falling, falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> so interesting tidbit that I read today was how when they filmed that scene with uh, Doctor Strange and how they kept chain like things kept happening. They would go to a different room, or right. Thor had like a, a glass of something, then also they had a mug of beer. Yeah, apparently no effects, no no uh, VFX or special effects were used in that. Well, I'm sure when they used they just, um, what spliced different edits. Or? Yeah, that's what the director says. It's like mostly just camera work and edits, all that. And I'm just like, that is awesome. And then and then Thor calling Mule his his umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> and just oh my god! What is it like a minute straight of just breaking glass? And, and he just looks at he looks at Doctor Strange going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> And then when the, but that's the thing, the fact that it was still an umbrella right. when it came in, I'm just like, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's one of those where every part of the movie was just had some sort of gag like right around the corner. Right. And and it, it's it wasn't like a like set up punchline, set up punchline, or just kind of uh, you know okay, this is the funny part, this is the serious part. Just like every part had like a gag somewhere, somewhere there. And it's. And it's interesting how they found a, a nice balance because you still have that, um, you know, Ragnarok is coming. You have that whole right. thing that the Asgards are on the verge of being destroyed and you've got Hela showing up and all this and it's just kind of like finding that balance where the stakes are still really high but yet you can still be lighthearted. Right. right. It, yeah, it let's worked not forget really that well. Asgard at the end of the movie is gone. Yeah. And, you know, that's... Which is amazing that you that that it's still a funny movie. But it but you still feel the ramifications of Asgard yeah. being destroyed. It's just kind of like it wasn't one of those movies where like oh whatever it doesn't matter. You feel it and you know it, it, that it's going to have all these ramifications through right. the Marvel right. universe, not just the Thor movies. Um, by the way, how many people live in Asgard? Because that that ship only holds a few thousand people. It, it, it may be a few thousand. Asgard's Maybe. a tiny place. It's more like a space station, like a magic that, space station. Is that what you're getting? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I found interesting was the fact that, yeah, Asgard is very small, yet, um, oh, what's the guy's name played by Idris? Uh, uh, Heimdall. Heimdall was able to fit most of Asgard away in this mountain. In this, yeah. And it's just kind of like, um, so yeah, no. You can fit all of this, <laughs> all the people, the population of Asgard in this one mountain. I'm just like, did a lot of people die when he I know a lot of the um, yeah. the soldiers you know, died, but all, all the Valkyries, all the soldiers. Well, the Valkyries died generations ago. Right, right. Well, all right. Speaking of Valkyries, let's go back to what you were saying. When they introduce most of the characters, it's just kind of it's pretty funny, and you get a sense of the character from there. When they introduce the Valkyrie, oh. and she's you know Thor's landed these these um, scavengers. scavengers on Wally's planet of junk, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, they capture Thor. And then she shows up to basically claim that he's her bounty or whatever. Right. And when she comes, 
when she comes out of the spaceship, she's just like, he's mine! And immediately falls off. She's so her, drunk that she, she just falls so off, drunk of her off her bridge. And every, all the scavengers like look at her like, whatever. And they go back to it and then she gets back up. But you get a sense of the character at this point right. that she just doesn't give a shit. She's always going to be drinking. And that's kind of the tone of this movie, though, is they give you a dramatic setup and then undercut it with a gag. Right. And I, I can see how that would rub some people wrong because I, I know at least one person that, uh, that hated the movie. Really? Because yeah. of that? Because because, because the, the tonal uh, kind of yeah the, 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 the dissonance uncertainty yeah. Well, that's the thing. If it, did the person mentioned that they were you know they enjoyed the previous Thor movies or was it just I, I honestly don't remember because it's a huge departure of what we got yeah. in the past. So I could see it being upset if you're like, oh, I love Thor, but then you see this and you're like, uh... But you had to have known that going into it. I mean, a perfect example of that is in the preview. I think everybody's favorite part of the preview is, you know, the big announcement of the Incredible Hulk coming out. And here you're, you're stealing for this huge battle. And right <laughs> away, there's the first gag. Thor says, oh, yeah, we're, we're friends from work. Right. <laughs> Which, right. speaking of that battle, that battle was awesome. Oh, that was, was really Oh, my God. Great. It, that was and, spot on. And, and Loki's face when he realizes <laughs> who the champion is <laughs> yes. is classic. Just the terror and how he immediately wants to leave the planet, and then and then his reaction when Thor when uh, the Hulk is swing Thor around by his legs. Just like and what did he say? He's just like now you know how it feels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the Grand Master just looks at him like questioningly, like yeah. what's going what, on? What don't I know here? <laughs> right. But yeah, I think that was uh, that was the battle that everybody's wanted to see since I think since the first Avengers you know when they had their little spat on the uh, helicarrier uh, they wanted to see a full-on brawl and but that that's fun I, to see. I think it's great that they were able to incorporate that into this movie because how you know besides this movie you would have to have a if you wanted that battle it would have to be something where the Hulk just went crazy right and was right. smashing just everything or somehow Thor became evil I don't know but it, I think they worked it out perfectly for this movie. Although now we know officially by uh, Avengers rankings, Hulk is the strongest Avenger. Well, <laughs> so yeah, so so uh, so my thirteen-year-old son asked me the other night driving home. This was before we saw Thor. He said, "All right, so who would win? Who who's who would win in a fight, Hulk or Thor?" Because you know, we were anticipating, we we're talking about the movie, and we we're excited to see. And so I said, "Well." You know, it depends on if it's a comic book version of these characters or the the MCU version. Because it seems like the MCU version, I think Thor is by far more powerful. Well, he's got the lightning power. He's got the lightning well, power. And, I, yeah. and the Hulk doesn't have some of his more important powers, at least not that I've seen <coughs> in any of the movies. The you know the, the matter the Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. I don't oh, think we've yeah. really I don't think we've really seen that in the movies. And then also his healing power, his you know his his regenerative power. We haven't seen that either. Um, yeah, because if you think about it, he hasn't really been that injured, right. In the movies yet. But I mean, you know, the Chitari, they they were shooting kind of conventional weapons at him, and that kind of beat him down. But like in the comics, that would have never no, that yeah, would have right. really think, not done anything. I think in the comics, it's implied that he has unlimited strength. It just depends on how angry you right. can make him. Right. So I mean, theoretically, he could probably crack a planet if he got mad enough. <laughs> yeah. But, but I you think, know, the movie version obviously is toned down because that would be maybe a bit too much. Right. Well, and I think that if, uh, you know, lightning powers aside, I think if Thor had Majorn... Majorn Mjolnir. 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 Call him Mew Mew. Mew Mew, yes. Mew Mew? Mew Mew. That's what Darcy always yeah. called it. All right, fine. Yeah. If he had Mew Mew. <laughs> oh, God. So, 
I think you would destroy Hulk. Yeah. But now that he doesn't rumor, have it... He's not the he's god, god of hammers. hammers. <laughs> <laughs> or Lord of Thunder. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, well, that's what's funny. Lord because of Thunder. In the comics, from his hands. In the comics, he's no longer <laughs> Thor. He's Odin's he's, son. He's Odin's son. Yeah. yeah. And he no longer... Yeah. So uh, does he... Ha- do you know, Joey, if he has the Thunder powers even without Mew Mew? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're calling up Mew Mew now. That's, yeah. that's canon on this he podcast. Make, he does make sparks from his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and does, does the Grandmaster refer to him as, as a, a deviously sexy or something? After he's announcing that, that the Lord of Thunder stole his champion? Right. Something like that. <laughs> just, uh, just little things that just made me laugh. Or the whole... Uh, uh, him trying to calm down Bruce Banner. What, what was he saying? Like, the, oh, the, the, the sun's, sun's getting thing. real low. Well, it, was, it was what uh, Black Widow used yeah, to yeah. do. That's why it's so funny. It's, just... it's like that, that in Thor's head. That's the only way to calm down Bruce. Well, you know, Thor is so pretty that maybe, you know, maybe the Hulk kind of likes it. Uh, sun's uh, getting low, big guy. Sun's <laughs> getting low. Oh, God. Uh, or how? What is it, Thor? When he, he's trying to access the Quinjet... And 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 uh, so it needs his handprint, and it needs a voice a voice right. password. And he's like strongest Avenger, and it's like that's incorrect. Doesn't recognize. It's him. like uh, uh, what does he else? He goes through a bunch of stuff, and he, then he says strongest Avenger again. Like somehow the computer messed <laughs> up. Right. It doesn't realize that Thor is the strongest Avenger. What, what was it that it, because it was Tony Stark that set it up, and then what was it that actually worked? Oh, uh, Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like, damn, oh, he's, like they, Tony Stark manages to make jokes in this movie without, without even being, being in the movie. That's great. Well, when Bruce Banner shows up and he gets in, and then the computer's just like, "Thank you, Strongest Avenger." Yeah. Yeah. And, and Thor just like looks at what? Banner like, "Really? What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie! I love know, it so much. It is. Uh, it's delightful. I mean, this is. I, th- I think, Kenton, we told you when we saw it and you hadn't seen it yet, and this is a movie that uh, I think it's an, it's easily in my top five, but it's even if it's not the number one ranking one, it's a movie I could watch over and over and over again. It's one of those, if I see it on TV when it's on TV, oh, yeah. I will leave be, this on. No matter where you are in the movie, you, yeah. you're going to have to watch it all the way to the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, infinitely quotable. I mean, oh, it's like yeah, Princess oh, Bride quotable. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad that I've only seen it once before this podcast. Because I feel like I should. Well, I feel so like I should be more armed too. with, I mean, with I great, great quotes. I'm definitely going to go see it uh, when I go visit my family yeah. for Thanksgiving. I'm going to go see it again and with the, my brother. So yeah, the I'll little just... in jokes, like the whole rock scissors paper thing. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, that. But... well, I mean, I picked up on it when you first made the comment, but then going back to the pamphlets and the paper, it's. Like, <laughs> Well, oh, that's a, going back it's, to that it's character, subtle, but it's so good because of that. Going back to that character, let me just say, Doug. Oh, oh poor Doug! <laughs> yeah. Buy new Doug. Buy new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there was a character that had died fighting the um, the champion, which at that time we didn't know was the Hulk yet. Right. But his name was Doug. So when Thor goes out and he says he's going to beat up. the champion, yeah, and they finally you know show the the champion being Hulk. <laughs> what's this guy? What's the guy's name again? Korg. Korg is just like bye, new Doug. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or when Loki shows up in a in illusion form to talk to Thor, and he disappears, and then just Korg runs out of nowhere. He's like, "Piss off, ghost!" Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so 
so goddamn funny. Oh my uh, god. Meek's dead, mate. I accidentally stomped on him. Well, I felt so bad. I've been carrying him around ever since. Well, that whole scene happened right <laughs> after they, you know, Ragnarok happened. Asgard is destroyed. Everyone's just sitting there. And it's just like this somber moment where everyone's kind of like, well, now what? Yeah. And that's some court goes into the whole thing. It was just like... Oh, the foundations? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, he's carrying around his buddy, uh, Meek, and, and it's like... And he's like, yo, oh, yeah, he's dead. I accidentally stopped, I stopped him. <laughs> I felt so bad. I've been carrying him ever since. And then Meek starts talking. He's like, oh, he's alive. <laughs> and it's just like, uh... Okay. <laughs> Those two, I mean, I could see a movie, just a spin-off just a of Korg. I, be well, awesome. I, I have to have them in Guardians of the Galaxy. They well, you were saying they would fit in with that perfectly. He was saying there. that it would be awesome to take them from the Thor franchise and throw them into the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah. franchise and just be, turn them into a, a part of the group. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine a conversation between Drax, Groot, uh, and, and Korg? Korg? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make it happen. Yes. Oh, that would be so awesome. Uh, it would go nowhere. That's the thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it would go everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. Yeah. But would Drax join his revolution? Yeah. So, going back to um, the more um, main storyline of the right. movie, the whole Ragnarok thing, it's it's interesting, well, at least I found it interesting, that Thor figured out that the only way to make it happen was to bring back that uh, one server. Yeah. The Balrog looking monster? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the only way it would happen. Okay, so I don't get this. So at the beginning of the movie, Thor takes him down pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't that difficult of a fight. Right. Yet, which, can, that can... scene, which I want to get to in a little bit, okay. was awesome too. Well, yeah, it was. The, the very beginning. Well, but then he comes back and he... Is well, able well, to defeat well, him. Well, it's because on, on, Surter, uh, on, on his home planet, he's just Surter. But the key was he had to unite with the ever. What is it called? The everlasting flame. The everlasting. And oh, something yeah, about so that to amplified his powers because somehow. it's the everlasting flame, which so, sounds like a big deal. So you, you bring like a, a kaiju. You bring up the everlasting flame, and I'm just like, oh, there's another piece that we need to talk about. But but before we get to that, the beginning <coughs> of the movie. And this is when you kind of get the tone of the movie is when Thor is wrapped up in chains, right. and all of a sudden you've got the this big giant devil beast show up and telling how he's going to destroy Asgard, and Thor is spinning, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and then he's out he of slowly kind of spinning around on that chain. And he's yeah. like, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm, and and he's he's like, I, let me spin back around. <laughs> Uh, this is awkward. <laughs> and at one point, he's just like, I, "I swear, I'm not even doing this. It's just, you know, like I'm coming back." And and the whole time, you got this 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 creature just sitting there going, like, he's not upset about it. He knows, right. and he just kind of sits back and waits for him to turn around. And, I'm, and I'm, at that point, you're like, "All right, this is going to be a completely different Thor movie." And then there's the pattern again: dramatic buildup, and then undercuts it. So yeah. with the everlasting flame, there's that whole scene when Hela is walking to it. Oh, yeah, through the vault. Yeah, through right. the vault, and she sees the Tesseract. She sees all this. And it's a very quick mention, but it's the gauntlet. The gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's just, gauntlet. like, fake, and she yeah. knocks it over. <laughs> There's just been this whole thing with um, the Marvel movies, and people have been complaining. It's like, so why is it that in the, in the um, what do you call it, the uh, armory room, the the, the, the treasure room, yeah. Uh, yeah. Odin's treasure room, that the gauntlet's there with all yeah. the Infinity Stones, 
in the first uh, Thor movies. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, yet the stones are all over the... So, so people are talking about that. There's two gauntlets and all this stuff, and this movie just... Fixed that. Just fixed everything, <laughs> which I thought was great. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a perfect little side kind of canon correction, I guess. Right. I, I, I thought I thought Kate Blanchett's Hello was a, a fantastic villain because she did have that blend of kind of camp, uh, self-awareness, and, uh, and menace. And, and they do the menace thing really early on. Like, she destroys Mjolnir like it's nothing. Mew, Mew. Yeah, and, then, and then uh, she kills the Warriors three like like that. That's yeah. I was I was upset by that because Seems I love upset a lot of people. Yeah, I love the Warriors three, and you have two of them just out of nowhere get killed, and then the, the last one. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like it would have been great to see the three of them like it, line up put to up fight. some kind of a fight. I mean, yeah. Hogan put up a fight, but even then he got killed pretty brutally. I mean, yeah. wasn't he like fully impaled on yeah, like, one yeah. of those spikes? Yeah, and then Sif was. Was luckily MIA. not, not yeah. on planet. Yeah, well, she was. The back she was story. filming her. She was filming her uh, CW <laughs> special or whatever that uh, show is. NBC show, Blind Spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, apparently the only reason she wasn't in the movie. So who knows if they would have killed her off too? Right, was well, because of Blind Spot. Right, and it had to do so with. She might have lucked out there. She could actually come back to it for another movie. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> she was saying how she was waiting for Marvel to call her. And oh, be no, like, just, you know, we need you in this movie. That they waited until the last just minute. long enough that she, contractually she couldn't do it anymore, yeah. and they're just like, oh, so that's why she wasn't in the movie. But yeah, she might have locked out on that. Oh, speaking of, uh, sorry, uh, Hella, and then how a Scourge becomes her henchman, completely unwilling henchman. Oh the yeah, whole time. he's yeah. he's really uh, he's played by Carl Urban, and Scourge is basically his hen- her henchman because he just doesn't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, there's a meme. I, j- I just saw this meme floating around, uh, and, and it shows Carl Urban as uh, as Aemer from uh, from, from Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings and, and Kate Blanchett as Galadriel, and it shows like it says uh, uh, freshman year, and then it shows Scourge with his shaved head and tattoos, and Kate Blanchett <laughs> as Hella, all dark and gothy, as senior year. Yeah, <laughs> Just, nice. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Hella was uh, Galadriel had she chosen to take the ring, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, good old Galadriel. <laughs> uh, with, the, with the goth what, antlers. When are we going to get that trailer mashup? Yeah, no kidding. So, okay, so what, what, are the, uh, what are the greater implications here kind of on the, uh, on the, the plot, the storyline? Hella's not dead, right? Oh, she, no. can't, she can't possibly be dead. Oh, no. She's got to come back. She's got to be. I'm, I'm calling it. Um, they kept, they, they've said, they said a few times in the movie that Hella gains her power from Asgard. Right. Asgard is gone now. And who does Thanos worship? Death. Death. Right. So how much you want to bet they're going to bring Hela back as death and she will be withered and skeletony because she doesn't have her power source anymore. Hmm. That'd be interesting. So maybe Thanos needs her, but she needs him at the same time. Exactly. The power of the Infinity Gauntlet and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. And I, I can see her being the stand-in then for death uh, for Thanos because those... You know that's kind of Thanos's motivation, right? Right, courting Lady Death. And, and now sure. they've introduced character. They they've destroyed her power source. They show that, you know, uh, uh, un uh, indefinite ending to her. It, it would be nice. It would be nice if they did, and, and I'm sure that they will. Um, instead of just introducing a whole new bad yeah. guy, you know, building on one like they've done so well with Loki, and you know, kind of kind of developing the, the you know these uh, these characters. So, you know, especially on the uh, 
on the antagonist side, I think, would be... So speaking of Loki, who do you think is the better villain, Loki or Hela? Loki's funnier. <laughs> Loki's funnier, but he's not he's not that powerful. I mean no. he's powerful but he's he's got he's clearly got limitations. And he got so clowned it, by Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. easily. Yeah. Doctor Strange could, you know kind of beat him with one hand well, behind well, his What back. was it before he threw him into the half hour falling stint? <laughs> was um Loki was just like, Oh, now this world has you know wizards. wizards? Oh you pathetic and he just throws him into that and it's just like uh that's, I've always wanted to see something like that where Loki just gets owned. But yeah, it's interesting that at the end of this movie, they make it seem like he kind of had um, a change of heart. Like he's more... An anti-villain or anti-hero. Right. Anti-hero, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's so more we'll kind of a rogue element now, any, anything more than... Right? Even though he is personally responsible for theoretically millions of deaths oh, yeah, in the first right. Avengers movie. you know. The, so you're saying, Ken, with going back to uh, where are the ramifications of this movie... Um, of course, there's that uh, the credit scene where Thanos' ship just shows up. Right. Oh yeah. I was I was telling Joey, I was just like, oh, do you think every all the Asgardians can get destroyed? Because from what I heard in um, the the footage that they showed at San Diego Comic Con of the new Avengers movie is that Thor crashes into the Guardian of the Galaxies, the Guardians' ship. So so there's some kind of collision here. Thor's just kind of thrown out into space, and eventually. Oh, so see, I have I have a theory here. All right. Uh, the, that ending could go one of two ways. The dark way is uh, Thanos kills all the Asgardians and somehow Thor survives because he's Thor ends up crashing into uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. I don't think they go that way because it's a little too dark for the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Uh, the other way I think much more likely is that Thanos is there to get the Tesseract back from Loki. Who obviously and, stole it from the... Uh, from the from vault. The, and, right. and or the Mind Stone if he doesn't know that the Mind Stone is no longer in, in Loki's staff and is, is right. in, in Vision. So he's there to get some Infinity Stones. Uh, I think Thor and Loki are going to try to save the Asgardians by flying off on their own to lure Thanos away. And somewhere in the process, they get wrecked and he ends up crashing into the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. And I think that would probably be a, a, a much more likely way to tie it together and still keeping the Asgardians there because that would be kind of, like I said, me too. Dark. dark. Yeah. I think we all know that the Asgardians are going to go to Earth, and they're going to yes. they're going to live in Norway because yeah. you know there's only five thousand of them. There's plenty of room in Norway yeah. for this. Well, there's. So. I mean, the comics. They Actually, do. Norway, Australia. Did you see that they filmed that the Norway section? They actually filmed it in Australia. No, no, I didn't. It's either Australia or New Zealand. It's a stand-in for Norway. Because you know Norway wasn't available at the time. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the comics, they do create recreate Asgard on Earth. So yeah. we'll see if what maybe, better place to do I mean, it than Norway? Is it As- <laughs> Asperg? <laughs> All right, so the devil's anus. <laughs> I'm sorry, that has to be said. The devil's <laughs> anus for the big, the big one. <laughs> that had to have been an on-set gag, and Taika Waititi was like, "All right, let's just put it in the movie." <laughs> you know, I have a feeling that a lot of the comedy was ad-libbed, and they're like, "It works so well, we're using it." Oh yeah, no, that's what they said. They said that that uh, that they were encouraged to ad-lib, and that most of it made it into the movie. Well, the part where he or uh, Thor sees Hulk for the first time is like, "Oh my gosh, a friend from work," and all this stuff. Apparently, it was given to them by some kid. Yeah, oh, it, yeah some yeah. kid said that, that that's what he you know he would write and he would say. So they just used it because it was hilarious. So. Hey, wherever you can get ideas, I guess. But yeah, all right. So I have a question, but first off, let's do the final thoughts on the movie. So, what you guys overall of this movie compared to other Marvel movies and just and you know, the MCU universe. 
The what? The MCU. The MCU universe. <laughs> MCUU? Are you asking about the comparison between this and other MCU movies? Well, I guess that. Just your overall thoughts of this movie and where it kind of lands with everything else and then as its own standalone movie. Uh, it's easily in my top five Marvel movies. Uh, I, I don't really know the exact order I'd put them in because there's there's a lot of a lot of movies to sift through there, but it's it's. Uh, I think it's probably, the, in my opinion, the most rewatchable of them because it's so. It there's just so much fun in every scene in the movie that it, it's definitely something that that uh, I would have no qualms about just turning it on and no matter what part of the movie you're on, it's watchable, it's enjoyable, it's funny. Uh, I'd, I'd probably put it right up there against Deadpool as, as far as funniest superhero movie just in general. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I want Taika Waititi to do a lot more movies, but I can see that his humor could be a bit much, uh, especially if you're not prepared for it, or, or if you really if you're if you're leaning more towards serious and grim dark, which is this is kind of the opposite of that. Uh, but yeah, I want him, I want him to do more. I hope they keep going crazy and wacky because because Marvel movies are really good at, at doing different tones with each movie and uh, Thor is such a silly character when you think about it he's uh, preposterous <laughs> that that I think this is absolutely the best way they could have uh, the best direction they could have taken with the right. character Kenton uh, well in terms of MCU I think it's uh, I think it's I, I would say also top five um, Guardians of the Galaxy has got to be up there. Oh, as yeah. far as in-theater experience, first time uh, experiencing it, the Avengers, the first movie, oh, was yeah. was so just, man, that was awesome. Right. Um, that you know that that still remains like one of my best theater experiences that I've had. Um, this was certainly a, a pleasant surprise, and, and Hulk has hands down always been my favorite character, and so it was great seeing him. Um, Kind Act of, like a like a ten year old. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of kind of become the actual Hulk that, that we all know. Yeah. Right? And and actually, and actually Hulk. talking, yeah. and you know, talking in you know three three year olds uh, <laughs> kind of language. Um, Petulant toddler Hulk. But I, I think it's I think it advances the whole story, the whole you know Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Crusade, Infinity War, whatever you want to call it. I think it kind of, I think it does its part in advancing that, but it stands alone as its own movie. It's immensely rewatchable. Um, I think it's, a, I think it's an awesome movie. Yeah, I don't think I've laughed yes. as much so as hard. I have in, the, in any other oh Marvel movie. Bruce Banner, Rainbow Bridge, Rainbow. Oh. <laughs> Be the funniest guy. Oh yes, in the whole movie. When, uh, yeah, so basically when Bruce Banner is about to Hulk out and jumps out onto the Rainbow Bridge and doesn't Hulk out and lands. Everyone, Splat. I'm, <laughs> for, so painful. I'm just like, oh my god. He's dead. Bruce is dead. Oh, it was, it was, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Did he have like a heroic line too? It's like, you asked who I was. Yeah. Right. It's like, this is who I am. And, he, he... <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> What's yeah, it? I can't Dramatic believe I forgot that. There's just so Undercut. we could do a whole nother podcast and just the gags of this movie. I know we should rewatch it and then come back and do another podcast. Say, oh yeah, I forgot this part. I missed <laughs> this part. Or, or hold on, one line from Thor. That's in my brain now. Yeah, <laughs> make it old. Uh, all right, before we've got you know barely any time, and I have a quick question for all of you, or for the two of you. But before we go there, I'm just going to do the second part of our giveaway. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So on our last podcast, we did our initial thoughts of Stranger Things because Joey and I had only seen the first few episodes. And, over, and I said we needed to complete this phrase, 
And then the first person that emails us at geekadores at gmail.com will get the prize. So the full phrase is, the upside down is Will's unhappy place. The upside down is Will's unhappy place. So the first person that emails us at geekadores.com or at geekadores at gmail.com will get the prize, which is these little vinyl figures of Barb and Eleven. No, Kenton, I see your face. You cannot email us <laughs> because you are now on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, on, I sorry. want out of my contract. All right. With that, just really quick because we're running out of time here, but it was just announced that there's a rumor that Disney is trying to buy Ooh, Fox Entertainment. Yeah, I heard that fell apart already. Well, it's it's still like well, from what I read is like they it's stopped like their negotiation has stopped, but it's not over yet. Huh. So who knows? But I just wanted to ask you: It's like, what do you think of that? If that actually were to happen, to finally get all the X Men characters, Fantastic Four, back into the Marvel like actual Marvel MCU universe? Well, I think it's clear that Marvel knows how to handle comic book characters, and I think it's obvious that they know how to turn these into big events, and I think it's obvious that Fox doesn't know how to handle Fantastic right. Four. Or X-Men. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they, they did Doctor a couple Doom. of times. You had, you had really you know, high hopes with First Class well, and with, with Days of Future Past. And my then my thing with X-Men is they, I, I feel it's like the rule of three. The third movie in their trilogies are yeah, horrible. Yeah, yes, X-3 yes. was terrible. Um, Apocalypse, so was Apocalypse, was, Apocalypse was terrible. Apocalypse was terrible. But X-2, awesome. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Days of Future Past was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, see, uh, I, I think it would be great if they got it. Uh, two reasons. One, get rid of all the Inhumans and replace them with mutants, as it should be. Uh, because the only reason they're pushing the Inhumans is because they didn't have... Because they have, don't have... X-Men and then they mutants. majorly screwed that up. Yeah. I, I feel the just Inhumans the probably whole... would have gotten a second season if they didn't do that whole IMAX thing. No, just, just write off all their work with the Inhumans and just bring in the mutants as it should be and use them properly. And then two... And, and, and two, uh, Doctor Doom. If they get him back, that'll be, be worth it by itself. <laughs> and make him the real Doctor Doom. Yes. I could, I could yes. see him being the big bad. And like once like you know, the Infinity thing? War's over... You like know, a make real it, Doom. Yeah. A Doom that speaks in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. Because I, I feel like him yelling would be ridiculous. He doesn't have to yell. He just speaks. And it's in all caps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how Doom speaks. So yes, uh, bottom line, I think it's I think it's the best possible thing that could go for uh, you know those, those Marvel characters that Fox owns. I don't think it'll happen, just <laughs> nah, myself. So, but really. it would be great to see just the I, I, Fantastic Four. I love the Fantastic Four, but I want to see the X Men being brought into the Avengers. What if Warner Brothers bought it? What about what? <laughs> Bought, bought Fox. Bought Fox's uh, did, did the Batman. Well, that's Batman it. All we're, all, we're getting crap movies for <laughs> the next Darkest few years. Darkest timeline. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I think this is the perfect opportunity because the last Fantastic Four just was awful. I still haven't watched it. I, I no, just have no urge to see and, it. And the new class of X-Men, um, I just don't think... I, I, I just don't think that works. And so I think a, a total reboot and moving studios, I think, would be the best thing for it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll end there. Uh, thank you, everyone, to listening to this Thor Ragnarok review. Um, yeah, you guys can check us out at Geek or Fat, uh, you can check us it's out at post. sure. I'll, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> How do you spell that? Very carefully at Facebook.com/slash Geekadores, Twitter.com/slash Geekadores. Um, we're on 
geekalotus.podbean.com. We're also at soundcloud.com slash geekalotus. So uh, multiple places where you can find us or find this podcast. So, uh, Kenton, thank you for joining us for this special spoiler-filled podcast. Joey, um, you're always here, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. All Jerks. right, we will be back next week with, um, we're going to do a full-on spoiler-filled review of Stranger Things. Ooh. So, yeah, Kenton, if you tend to watch them all before next Sunday. I've seen the first one of uh, season two, so. Yeah. You're welcome right. to come back. All right, so. thank you. All right. Well, with that, I will sign off. Later, everybody. Bye.